T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, first of all, would like a little more say in personnel. Uh, doesn't seem like he trusts his coaches down there or the general manager down there to put him in the right scheme to right. be successful and to protect him on the field. And he's let that be known, which is weird for him because usually he doesn't say very much, right? And yeah. I kind of think this is the Tom Brady effect where people think, or Tom Brady did show that he could get some personnel down there in Tampa Bay, go to Tampa Bay, and win a lot of games. Listen to that smooth stereo sound of Olin Cruz. Hope you're having a great Tuesday night. Mark Grody with you until 10 o'clock tonight on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Love you to be a part of the show. 312-644-6767. If you'd like to text or to call, I'm on Twitter. At Mark Grody Sports, I got college buckets in an hour with Eli Herskovich. Crane Kenny of the Cubs was on the score today. We'll talk about that coming up in a little bit. But joining me now, indeed, it is the former Pro Bowl center of the Bears, Olin Krutz. He does pre and post on the score, post game on TV over on NBC Sports Chicago. And he's a podcaster, the unnamed podcast with his co-host and former teammate, Jason McKee. How's the podcasting world going, Olin? It's going good, man. Uh, um, yeah, we're the no-name podcast because we put our heads together and couldn't come up with anything. So we went no-name, and then it, it fit us pretty well since, you know, a fullback and a center, and we're talking football on there. But we're enjoying it. We're enjoying it because uh, we both follow the Bears a lot. Obviously, uh, been analyzing them for a few years now. Jason McKee did some of it, too. And, you know, we would box together about once a week, uh, just to get a workout in, and we were always talking about the Bears and going over what we thought was wrong with them, what we thought was right with them, and then we just decided, you know what, uh, why don't we put this on a show uh, and see what comes of it. That's fantastic, man. And I, I don't know if you realize this or not, but one of my best friends in the world is Dan Levy, and Dan Levy is the guy that is helping you guys <laughs> He makes produce. the magic, man. Dan is awesome. <laughs> He's hey, awesome. what's going on? Oh, hey, you guys <laughs> exactly. get this podcast together, right? Is that the guy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've noticed with Dan, uh, he tries to make it sound like what he's what he does is nothing and it's easy, but uh, I think he he's the one who makes it easy and he's pretty much uh, he's the brains behind our operation. Helps us out uh, when I he gave me the bad news when I forgot the SD card uh, one hour into our second show. Mike Brown was about oh. twenty minutes through his interview. And I looked at J-Mac and I said, I don't think the card's in there. So me and J-Mac decided that we were going to hope for about 20 minutes that it recorded it anyway. But it didn't. 
and oh, Dan man. broke the bad news to me, so we have to record it again. But uh, <laughs> we're learning on a go, and, and I'm pretty sure that mistake will never be made again. Dude, that is the reporter nightmare. I don't think you realize mm. like the pain that just shot through my body when I heard <laughs> that because it's I've had batteries run out, cards full up, fill up, oh. or just forgotten my recorder. And sometimes, you know this, Owen. Sometimes when you're in the Bears locker room, you don't mm-hmm. get a second chance with a player. No, man. And we, we, you know, now we check it about 30 times. We're checking it even during the interview to make sure it's in there. So. Uh, we got another one coming out soon. We'll have uh, Brad Biggs. Uh, Thomas Jones will be on it with us. He's always pre- pretty much the most interesting man in the world nowadays. And then we have Tom Siskowski, a former Dallas Cowboys scout, uh, just to talk about everything about scouting during the pandemic. So we'll have another one coming out soon here. That's awesome. And so it's a no-name podcast, and I assume you can get it like anywhere, like where people get their podcasts. Or what, what's the easiest way for people to download and listen to the, the no-name podcast? Yeah, right now we're on Apple, and, and we're trying to work our way to all the other platforms, and I'm, I'm sure you know uh, the time it takes to get on those. So we're hopefully going to get onto all of them soon, and uh, just keep looking for us. That'd be great. That's awesome, man. All right, so Olin Krutz and Jason McKee. And by the way, texters, 312-644-6767. If you got to name their podcast, what would you name a podcast that Olin Krutz and Jason McKee were doing. So I'll, I'll, I'll collect some of those, and maybe by the end of this segment, Owen, we'll have, we'll have a name for your podcast. Then you can text me the ones that you can't say live on air, because those are the best. Because <laughs> yeah, you know they're coming, man. You know, yeah, I, know. I can't wait for those. <laughs> you know how the text lines work at the score, bro. All right, what, what did you think about the Bears placing the franchise tag on Allen Robinson? Was that the right move for them today? Uh, it was. It was the right move for the Chicago Bears. And, you know, you heard Ryan, you knew it was going to happen as soon as you heard Ryan Pace say the famous words that, um, you know, drives all of us former players and current players crazy. We're going to do what's best uh, for the Chicago Bears. And about then you knew that Allen Robinson was going to get tagged. And you just kind of feel for the guy because uh, he does everything right. And he's a really good uh, wide receiver. He's a number one wide receiver. You can go through all his numbers. Everything he's done, I'm sure you guys have talked it to death on the airwaves, how he does everything right off the field. He's the guy in the locker room. He's everything you want as a teammate. He's everything you want as a football player. And and to me, that's why if you're Ryan Pace and you're Coach Nagy and you talk so much about your culture, you talk so much about your vanilla ice collaboration, you talk so much about all of those things, then if you are those guys that you say you are, you have to show your locker room that you will give Allen Robinson uh, an extension that he deserves because if there's anybody in that locker room that deserves it, who's played at a high level on a really bad offense, it is Allen Robinson. Uh, obviously, you know, a lot of people, we all know that this is the business side. This is the ugly side. All of us players have been through some form of it at some point in our careers uh, when we became free agents or as you got older and on in your career you just you go through these negotiations and you just you know when you're on that side and your agent is telling you what they're saying and you think you deserve something and you can just reel off everything you've done for the organization for your team uh, done things the right way done everything that these guys have asked of you and now they're going to use this franchise franchise tag on you uh, it doesn't sit well with him i'm sure uh, we'll see what comes of it but you don't want a disgruntled Allen Robinson in your locker room. 
uh, Ryan pays them know that this salary cap is going to go up next year. Of course, with the new TV deals they're expecting, um, you know, the gambling money that's going to be coming in soon to the NFL so they can backload a contract and make this thing work and do the right thing for a guy who obviously deserves it. So you think they made a mistake today then? By putting the franchise tag. No, no, I don't think they made a mistake today. I think it'll be a mistake if they let this go on into the season. Then I, okay. then I think that would be a mistake. I don't think today was a mistake. I think it bought them some more time to work a lot of things out because we all know uh, what position they're up there. You know, they're in up there at Hallis Hall. You know, Grody, you've been around the team. Uh, you know, I've been analyzing them. Anybody who studies what what they have in the building and what they need to actually win games and improve. Uh, we all know what situation they're in right now, and it's not a really good one, right? Uh, they don't have a starting quarterback. They have a wide, re- a number one wide receiver who's, you know, not happy with the franchise tag. Uh, they, you know, they have, they don't have, you know, they don't really have a tackle. Bobby Massey, they told him they're going to release him. Uh, I'm sure that's going to happen soon. Uh, they don't have a lot of talent. They don't have a lot of explosive players on that offense. The only thing they really have that they can count on, hopefully, is that they're going to develop these young players that they got into eventual stars that they take a next step. But they don't have the uh, uh, number one quarterback on their roster, you know, and they're, uh, you know, what did it come out there? That they're 20 million over the cap now after signing Allen Robinson. So they're not in a good situation, right, up there at Hallisall. So really, uh, this was really, if you really looked at it, you knew this was their only play with Allen Robinson. While they worked out what the hell they're going to do at quarterback, what the hell they're going to do at offensive tackle. And by the way, with a pandemic and you can't get the players in the building and you don't have a regular offseason, how are you developing the young players into stars that you need on offense? Mm. Obviously, we all know they got to take a step forward there. Uh, Never mind now they got a guy on defense who's never called plays, uh, calling plays on their defense whose window is closing. So um, we're all hoping, you know, if I, when I really look at them, the only thing I think they can do is close those doors and really get on the players that they have already and develop them and get someone like James Daniels to become a Pro Bowl slash All Pro player, get another year out of Cody White here, like you got when you moved in the left guard, uh, get Montgomery to take another step. Hopefully, Mooney is this Deshaun Watson uh, uh, type player. Uh, Desha- sorry. Um, not Deshaun Watson, but uh, what was the guy he compared it to with the Eagles? Um, Tyreek oh, Hill uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Deshaun he, he Jackson, Hill, right? Right, yep. Uh, yeah, so he, you know, compared, uh, Coach Nagy compared him to him, so hopefully he does become that kind of guy. Cole Komet become the tight end the Bears have been looking for for years now. Uh, come become consistent, get uh, Cohen back. I mean, hopefully he's dynamic again, and now we can get the ball in the end zone. So to be honest with you, uh, they're looking outside the building for a starting quarterback. Uh, I don't know where they're going to find one, but the only play they had today was the card they played. That's the only play they had since the season was over with Allen Robinson uh, to try to get by them some time to figure out how they're going to rework this salary cap if they do make a move at that quarterback position. All right. So to and you're right on all counts to use your words, Owen, what the hell are the Bears going to do at quarterback? Do you think there's a chance for Russell Wilson? If not, who are some other realistic possibilities that you see throwing the football for the Bears in 2021? Man, I, I just couldn't. I would not believe if somebody would trade Russell Wilson uh, and not get a franchise quarterback back. I mean, you don't 
want to be remembered as the general manager who gave away a top five quarterback in the NFL and didn't get one back. And you just took draft picks and defensive players. And that just would make absolutely no sense to me. So um, I, I don't know, you know, what would you put the chance at? Uh, two or three percent that the Bears get, uh, you know, Russell Wilson. I, I, I wouldn't even think it was that high because they just don't have anything to give back. They don't have anything to go get that guy. So um, what, what do I actually see happening? I, I don't know. I don't know who they go get. I've heard all these names, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Derek Carr, you know, Marcus Mariota. Uh, Marcus Mariota seems to me like you're going back down the Mitch Trubisky rabbit hole of you got to change your offense to the outside zone boot scheme, uh, get him into an offense where he doesn't have to process information. And then Coach Nagy is right back where he started. I heard Coach Nagy talked about he wanted a multiplier at quarterback, basically saying he wants a guy who makes everybody around him better, uh, uh, raises the level of all his teammates, and really, if that guy is in the NFL already, uh, those no one's going to trade that guy unless they get the top, you know, Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson in return uh, for that guy. So uh, I don't see it happening. I, I don't know who they go get. I don't know if they can trade up for a young quarterback, find a quarterback in a draft, something they should have done a while ago once they realized Mr. Bisky might not be their guy. They probably should have got a young quarterback on that roster to try to develop him. Not kept Tyler Bray in that spot for so long, but they did. So now they're like, we go back to uh, what the hell do they do? Um, you know, my, my guess, honestly, is that Foles will be starting that quarterback. Uh, they'll name him starter, starter sometime late in August. I don't know who he'll be competing with. I don't know who they'll bring, be, he'll bring in, but hopefully uh, with the offseason, uh, with getting to know his teammates, with developing the offense around him, uh, hopefully they can make this offense look a little better. And I go back to what we talked about earlier, that they have to really develop the players in their building, uh, the coaches, uh, the weight room staff, the trainers, all these guys got to get these guys to play at a higher level and take another step. And really that's their best chance, uh, unless like we talked about, they get lucky and hit that one or 2% chance that they get one of these guys that everybody's been talking about, Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson, and one of these general managers absolutely lose their mind and trade them. Well, let's talk about a couple of the guys in the building, because you mentioned that a couple of times, that they've got to make those guys great. Darnell mm -hmm. Mooney was a guy who I always say he was really good for a rookie. He was terrific for a rookie, but maybe not relative to the rest of the NFL just as a normal rank-and-file player. But what do you think the ceiling is for Darnell Mooney? How good can he be? I'm with you. I didn't see exactly what Coach Nagy talked about. I thought, I thought, he, I thought he's a good player. I, I, th I think that he's a great complement to Allen Robinson. I think, he could, I think his ceiling is a really, really good uh, number two receiver, right? Um, you know, Allen Robinson gets all the attention. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden Mooney's uh, running by a guy or you're handing the ball to him on a jet sweep and he's using his speed uh, to get you a big play here and there. But I don't think he's going to develop into the kind of guy who, you know, he could be a number one guy. You know, they're putting a safety over the top of him and he's still making the contested catches and the tough catches you got to make in traffic to be the number one guy going up over, you know, putting the number one cornerback on someone's team on him, and he's battling that guy all day long, say Jair Alexander, who's done a really good job against Allen Robinson uh, the last two years. Uh, someone like that, if Allen Robinson isn't here, all of a sudden he's on Mooney, and I could see Mooney having a tough day. So 
I, I think he's, for me, I think he, he could develop into a really good uh, number two wide receiver. Cole Komet, he, he started to come around towards the end of the season. We saw what the scouts said about mm-hmm. him, some of the toughness and some of the, the route running. What about Cole Komet? Does he take the big jump next year in year two? Yeah, I think he really does have a chance. And Clancy Barone, his his tight end coach, uh, is going to have to be on him this offseason. He's going to have to uh, be training really hard and developing in his game. Study his weaknesses, uh, Grody, because I'll tell you what happens in the NFL for these young guys. Uh, Mooney's going to face it. Cole Komet's going to face it. Uh, we all faced it when we played. When you when you show that you are you are a good football player in the NFL, uh, you become the hunted. Now, you're not the hunter anymore, and, and guys are studying you and they're finding all your weaknesses, and they're going to play to those, and you have to develop your game because they're going to make you do things that you don't want to do anymore. And they know uh, what you want to do, like Kokomet. They know, uh, you know what release he wants to use, how he wants to run block. They're studying him now. Okay, look, you can beat him on the run block by doing this move. He struggles against these kind of moves. He struggles against this kind of coverage. So to take another step... Uh, they got to become students of the game. They really got to study their game. They have to study uh, where they need to improve. But he is a guy like you. Uh, when you w- when you watch him play, you do get excited, man. Uh, he he fights for that extra yard. Yeah. Uh, you know he plays with a lot of emotion and passion. Uh, doesn't seem to mind blocking. Uh, seems to be able to run every route they need him to run on the route tree. I know last year. Uh, we were watching that game. I forget which game it was, and, and you were worried because he was fighting for yards. And the first thing you thought was, "Man, I hope when he goes to the sideline, someone's telling him that's great, but make sure you hold on to that damn ball when you're fighting that hard." Uh, but the ball did come out. He did fumble it, so he, he'll get that corrected, I'm sure, in the off season. He just seems like that kind of guy. But like we talked about earlier uh, on this show, look, uh, you need help as an NFL football player developing your game, developing your skills. Uh, developing the mental side of the game, and that's where he's going to need his coaches, and that's why the Chicago Bears, you can go on their website and look at how many damn people they got hired in that building. Uh, Don't fool yourself. No matter what their title says, they are there to develop football players, and they need to get better at that. Absolutely. I mean, that's the best way for any organization to – Went through the draft, developing the players that you have. All right, I got a couple more guys I want to ask you about, then I'm going to let you go. First of all, what do you think about Kyle Long making a comeback in the NFL? Yeah, I talked to Kyle about a week or two ago, and, and, and he had mentioned that, that that he was you know thinking about making a comeback, or, or actually that he was going to make a comeback. And I'm excited for him, man. I you know I think guys missed the game. Uh, obviously, it was his body. Uh, that gave out on him uh, while he was playing. A guy obviously still wants to play football, still has that itch, and, and he wants to get back. So um, I, what do I think about it? I, I, I wish him luck. Uh, you know, when you, get, when you start to get injuries, when you start to get a little older, uh, it's not delivering the force that, that bugs you. It's, it's absorbing it. So he's got to train his body. He's got to get ready because he had injuries, and that's kind of what gave out on him the last time. We all know he's a freak. Uh, we all know how big the man is. Look, he got to 315. He doesn't even look it, right? I mean, he posts all those videos. Uh, it's no problem for him to get big and strong and be athletic and be the size that that a offensive lineman needs to be. And we all know that these kind of guys are dinosaurs nowadays. It's hard to find guys that can block guys, that can hold up one-on-one against, say, a guy like Aaron Donald or a guy like Fletcher Cox. 
Uh, guys who can go one-on-one -on -one against those kind of guys are really rare. Kyle Long, at his best, can do that. It's just a matter of him, uh, how long does his body hold up? Uh, only he would know how he feels right now. He seems to be feeling great. Uh, you know, if, if he's totally committed and he'll put in the work uh, with that guy, uh, obviously with his genetics and his natural ability, anything is possible. And then lastly on the on the offensive line, Olin Krutz and Mark Grody here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. If we believe that the interior is set on the offensive line with Sam Mustafer and Cody Whitehurst, as you mentioned earlier, and hopefully James Daniels taking another step up and, and getting healthy, Bobby Massey is gone. Will Charles Leno still be the left tackle? And can, can Alex Bars play tackle, you think, or do they have to take a different route? Well... You know, first thing about Leno, I would imagine, yes. I would imagine the Bears have so many question marks that, that I don't know how many things they can try to change in one year uh, unless they, you know, they get like that kid Slater. We all watched him today uh, drop in the draft and they get lucky or move up and take him and they can move someone to left tackle. I know a lot of people are high. We had Brandon Thorne on our podcast, uh, you know, really interesting follow, obviously, on Twitter. Follows a lot of line play. He liked Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State. Uh, guys like that, you know, I don't know if you can bump him over to left tackle, but it's just it's hard to find a, a rookie who you can plug in there at left tackle yeah. and just let him go. So you'd imagine uh, Leno, I think on the last year of his deal, you imagine he'll, he'll still be here playing left tackle just because the Bears have so many other issues that, that they have to take care of. Uh, you never know, though, um, with this new free agency, everybody's talking about there's going to be a bloodbath coming where a lot of guys are going to get cut and released. So you never know who hits the open market. Uh, today, just, this year is just the kind of year you really don't know what's going to happen. And I think even um, Ryan Pace used the words, you got to be ready to pivot uh, to make all kind of different decisions in case somebody comes free or something happens. So other than that, I, th I think Leno will be the guy. Uh, the interior three of James Daniels, uh, comes back. I'm sure he'll come back healthy. He's probably healthy already and ready to go. I thought he was their best, their second best offensive player last year when he got mm. injured. Uh, I thought second best to Allen Robinson, obviously. But wow. I think he has a chance to be a really, really good football player. Uh, most people know what I feel about Sam Mustafer. I know him really, really well. I think he's very more than capable at that center position. Uh, gives you everything you need there. Coach Nagy was talking about him also being a multiplier. He liked that word, so I'll keep using it too. And as far as Alex Bars and, and them letting Massey go, I think Alex Bars is more than capable to play right tackle. He has shown uh, he played left tackle some in, in the preseason in his rookie year. He's played left guard. He's played right guard. He's played center. So uh, he's a real luxury they got there right now. Uh, the man is 6'6". He's 330 pounds. Uh, I'm sure he's out there getting himself in great shape. Uh, getting ready for the season, and I think that that he could show that that he could do uh, that job pretty damn well if, if that's where they have to go. But I'm imagining with the choices they made on that offensive line, you know, remember now, Grody, they said that that was their problem for a couple of years, yep. and then Rid never really fixed it. So uh, you'd, you'd expect to see some competition at that spot, and then let things work their way out, and let Juan Castillo put his best five on the field. All right, I got a few names for your your podcast. If you got a second before we I got it. go, all right, here you go. Um, from the from the seven four eight, the the podcast should be called and, they, and he says since it's a center and a fullback, it should be called up the middle. What do you think? One through the one through five scale. What do you give it? 
Up the middle. Up the middle. Too generic? I'll give that a three. Okay. Um, a couple more. The I kind of like this one. The 5737 podcast. That's from Peoria Matt. 5737. I don't mind that one. I, I mean, I'd have to run it past J Matt, um, but that's a pretty good one. Okay. Um, okay, this is. I think I could read this one. Just be ready, Studzinski. Here we go. Um, <laughs> Come on, Studz. Get on that button. To, to be ready, man. Here we go. Three, two, one. Um, it should be called the No BS Podcast. I kind of like that too. Yeah, we 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 were we were on we were on that one. That you know the the reason we didn't go with it, we just thought, ah, well, we'll still make it family friendly to start off. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. You want to you want to make your reach. You want those advertisers coming your way. So yeah, okay, <laughs> we'll block that. We'll put that down for potential consideration. Um, and I'll give you two more. The the snap and block podcast. I don't know if Jason would want that. Would he just want to be known as a blocker? I think I think you'll remember this. Nope. <laughs> I do remember that. I do remember. That. What was I, my that's question? That's we were put, I think we wanted to put Spriggs somewhere. That was no. <laughs> that's what it was. I said, yeah. Can Spriggs play tackle or guard or something? You're like, nope. Next question. <laughs> and we did. We went on to the next question. All right, last one. Um, oh, you know what? That's it. There was two. This, there was a repeat on the, the the snap and block podcast. So those are those are some I guess out of that crew, the 5737 is pretty cool. But uh, and mm-hmm. no BS. But you know you got to consider like like I said you got to keep it rated PG for now. For sure, for sure. And you know yeah. just keep sending them our way on Twitter and we'll, we'll we'll consider them. I will, man. Olin, thanks for taking time on a, on a Tuesday. I know this is not your usual prime time, so I do appreciate you coming on with me, man. Thank oh, you. Oh man, no worries. I appreciate it, Grody. You got it. That's the one and only Olin Krutz, the former Bear, the the Pro Bowl center, number 57, just like Tom Thayer. There's been a lot of great 57s on the Bear. And the podcast, That includes by the way. me, by the way. I wore number 57 my freshman year of high school. Because you like Krutz, right? Yes, that was my first year playing center. And I was like, well, obviously. There's, no, there's only one number to go with now. Wait a minute. You played center? Yeah. So, all right. I mean, if you really want. Yeah, I played center. I played line my, like, seventh grade through senior year by the time what? i was a senior I, I was thinning out like i by the time i was a senior i probably shouldn't have been because i mean this is 3a football number one so i can get okay. away with it yeah but i, I was <clears throat> as i was going through high school i started thinning out and getting faster and, and you know getting more to where i am now which i never got i was never in near as good a shape as in high school as i am now but yeah, by the time I was a senior, I probably shouldn't have been playing line. But, you know, I did it in junior high. And so freshman year, we needed a, a new center because our center got moved to guard. And so I was like, I'll play center because I was play- I already played guard, so I'll play center. And, and yeah, so, yeah. I totally would have thought you were a wide receiver. I mean, nah, nah. did you do roids? Did you do a little, little something, something no. just to pump up a little? No. Okay. No, I mean, I, mean, I, you know, I yeah. did a lot of lifting during the offseason. Yeah, I mean, okay. Like, Ate like a I little said, bit more. Yeah. yeah and like I didn't, when I was a senior. By the time I was a senior, I wasn't starting on the line anymore. I was I was really just primarily a defensive player at that point because I played linebacker. But I I we didn't really have any decent backup guards, and so it was like I knew the position and I was strong enough at that point to be able to handle it. Had if we needed someone to go in and do it, so I kept playing there. But like. I like kind of hinted at my coaches, like, hey, you know, I'm not really lineman anymore. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I played. I played O line. Did you tell 
Olin Krutz that you were number 57, and did he care? Way back, uh, what would this have been, a year and a half ago or so, when I was when I first found out that I was going to produce the Bears pregame show, Yeah, I did say something on Twitter about it. And he responded and said, I hope you made it look good. And I told him about <laughs> and then I told him about the time that I messed up the snap count and cost our quarterback a touchdown, but whatever. Ah, nice going. Nice going. You, largely, you are- largely a good job, but yeah, there was the one time where I I messed up the snap count on the goal line and my friend was pissed at me because because he, <laughs> he would have scored a touchdown. But yeah, whatever. that kind of that sucks. But he uh, scored but, enough touchdowns, you know, whatever. All right. Yeah, and you you were the he was the hero and you and were he, the, the quarterback was like my best friend, so he was just okay. you know, whatever. I know how it is in those. It's like whatever, those man. You'll score two more in the next game. It's not a big deal. Ah, the small central Illinois towns, man. I I love it. I love, wait, was it Taylorville? I forget. You played for Petersburg. Petersburg. Porter okay. High School. Nice. Oh, Blue Jays. All right. Number fifty-seven, Adam Stinzinski, our our producer for tonight. But the the podcast again is the No Name Podcast with Olin Krutz and Jason McKee. You should check it out. Mike Brown was on. Again, my guy Dan Levy is the producer, the sound man, and um, they've got some great stuff coming up. And you know Krutz, man. You just heard him. The guy tells it like it is. He is not afraid, and his analysis is absolutely excellent. Coming up, and speaking of working out, coming up in a half an hour from right now, Eli Herskovich will join us. He from Radio.com Sports, from BetQL. He's our, he's our college basketball expert. There will be much Herskovich on these airwaves over the next few weeks. We will get a crack at him in about a half an hour from now. 312-644-6767 is the number. I'm Mark Grody. And for Joe O on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. I hate to use a Ryan Paceism, but... Don't do that. No. Welcome back into the score. Sorry, I had my headphones all twisted there. It's Mark Garoti in for Joe Ostrowski. Coming up in just a little while, Eli Hershkovich will be with us to talk college basketball and gambling 
and working out and just Eli's stuff. We'll find out who, we'll find out what makes Eli Herskovich tick. That's what we're going to do coming up at 8 o'clock here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. And by the way, I've just received information about the score and something that is going down tomorrow on the score at 8.30. Guess who's coming on the score? The head coach of the Chicago Bulls, Billy Donovan, will be on 8.30 tomorrow morning. The Bulls, of course, are on break. They are back on when they host Philadelphia on Thursday. We'll talk If we have time, we'll talk about the Bulls a little bit later on. i got a bunch of stuff that I want to run by you as it pertains to the Bulls. The Bulls right now, 16 and 18, and what a way to bust out of the gates, assuming everybody is COVID-free on Philadelphia nowadays, but to take on a Philadelphia top team in the East right now at 24 and 12, and then the big star, Joel Embiid, who scored 50 against the Bulls last time around. So Wendell Carter Jr., beware. We'll see. You know what? Maybe, maybe one of the questions for Billy Donovan tomorrow will be, are you going to put an extra guy on Joel Embiid this time, or are you just going to leave Wendell Carter on the whole time again and just do or die with him? So, so we shall see. We'll talk about the Bulls a little bit later on. But the reason you heard Kyle Long's voice coming into this segment, I don't know if you heard this or not, but Kyle Long, the former Bear, is coming back to the National Football League. Macon Gunter who co-hosts the Greenlight podcast with Long's brother, Chris Long, revealed that information today, and Kyle Long confirmed it in his own way on Twitter last or earlier, just by saying thank you to all the well-wishers. And so we can all assume and infer that that news is indeed accurate. He's 32 years old, got a three-time pro bowler, Entire career with the Bears, you know that, the 20th overall pick of the Bears in 2013. Seven years in the NFL. And let's listen to to Kyle Long because there was a there was definitely some some tells that that this was going to go down. Um and Kyle Long was I'm, he was on twice. He was on twice. So we're gonna hear a couple of cuts from Kyle Long because it was pretty it became pretty obvious that this guy was missing football when he was on the score take a listen I had a few thermometers thrown at me this past season um, when I was not playing Um, and right now I'm putting myself in position to uh, have all options on the table Um, I hate to use a Ryan Paceism but you know we've got it all on the table what does he say Zach he's uh, Everything's on the table. Uh, Everything's on the table. There you go. Um, so I'm training. Uh, if if I'm going to be in media next year, it'll be with CBS Sports. They've they've been a great employer. I've learned so much. I've got some great teammates there: Adam Shine, London Fletcher, Amy Trask, Jonathan Jones, and uh, the whole gang. Um, it's a lot of fun. But you know, you you cannot you cannot replace football. So. I'm going to do my due diligence, and I'd be remiss if I uh, if I didn't because I would have those regrets forever. So you're not fully retired at this stage. Yeah, I'm on vacation. <laughs> so so really, let's be honest. Zach Zaidman was the one to to get that news out of 
out of Kyle Long. It was made official today that didn't exactly say, yes, I'm coming back to play in the National Football League, but it's pretty obvious by those comments. And he, again, he was on with Zach Zabeman. That was on, I believe that was on Sunday. He was on with, with uh, Spiegel and Parkins as well. And there's one cut that I thought was important from that conversation as it pertains to Kyle Long coming back. As you might know, maybe you don't, when Kyle Long left the Bears, it was not as as oftentimes it is, it was not on great terms just because the Bears had decided that was it for Kyle Long and he wasn't playing and he was kind of moping around in the locker room and it, you know, he kind of admitted as much. Now, and and he has and other appearances and things that he has said on Twitter, they have been kind of passive aggressive, like the whole like, well, I guess I'm not good enough for them, and that's why I'm where I am. You know, just kind of taking you know subtle shots, not screaming or going after anybody. But he changed his tone quite a bit recently here on the score with Parkins and Spiegel. I heard Matt Nagy talking about a fast Friday, and I yeah. felt at home. Um, <laughs> I, I enjoyed I enjoyed playing for Matt. Um, I didn't handle it the way I should. I didn't handle it like a professional at the end, and I was beat up and salty, and I have regrets about that. But uh, yeah, I, I think there's no doubt if you're healthy and you're performing well, you like everybody. When you're unhealthy or you're not performing the way you want to perform, or there's maybe some contract dispute, things get a little. Uh, touchy sure what, what do you regret kyle it was something that that we know publicly or something that that happened privately that we don't oh, even you know, know i just i just wasn't i, I wasn't a good and i i didn't bring positive energy towards the end i was just so beat up and i was uh a woe is me guy as opposed to what can i do to better the guys around me and you know that's that's the nature of the business but you live and you learn right kyle long on the score with Matt Spiegel and Danny Parkins the other day. And I think that this was, that was a, a move that was premeditated on the part of Kyle Long to, you know, make sure he's cool with all of the potential teams that could sign Kyle Long. So, you know, I don't think he's going to end up, I'd be very surprised if he ended up back with the bears, but you know, he, he's making sure that there is no fire on that bridge and that, that the lines of communication are open and good for Kyle Long. I mean, because he did it in a, in a admitting it was on him salty sort of exit, but that's a, that's a, that's a business move right there that Kyle Long made to publicly on a 50,000 watt powerhouse sports radio station to say that it was on him and I like Matt Nagy and I'm totally cool with the Bears and I shouldn't have acted like that on the way out. So now he keeps his options open for the Bears. I don't think Kyle Long should come back though. I think Kyle Long could probably still be a good football player, but my thought is it's just personal. It's get out while the getting is good, man. This guy was beat up throughout his career. Sometimes there are questions of with every player that plays that position or those trench positions, like you want to have quality of life. And he's had so many like devastating injuries throughout his career, whether that, you know, torn labrum and um, ankle, finger, foot, hip, you know, serious injuries throughout his career. It was like, is he gonna, is he going to, to, to be, you know, was he going to walk with a limp? I mean, I was always concerned about that. So I felt good for him that he got out. And then you think, all right, well, what motivates him at this point? He made a ton of money. I mean, he, he did get a $40 million deal in 2016. So he got that. 
He made three Pro Bowls, so he he was well decorated. Played with the Bears, original franchise, so that's pretty cool. Um, he's a talented talker, so he could make a ton of dough in the media as well. I suppose all that's left would be to to win, to to win the ring, to get the big that big. You know, maybe that's what drives him. I mean, I think that in listening to those interviews. On the score, I mean, he's obviously driven by just wanting to play football, and and I totally get that. But he didn't. It's not like he he left a lot behind. I mean, he he had what I would think would be a satisfying career, and I just hope that that he is able to stay healthy. And it's you know for him, and I'm sure he's thought about all of this stuff and talked about it with family and doctors, and obviously the football lineage that is in his family, his dad and his brother. Um, you know, you just don't want the guy to, you know, push his luck, so to speak. But yeah, as for the Bears, I mean, I don't know where he would fit in at this point. We know that he he was a much better interior offensive lineman than being on the outside. The Bears tried that at tackle; it just never quite worked. Like he could be a tackle, but he could be an excellent guard. When I mean, we all know that, so so where's the place for him? at this point on the bears, if it was to be them, you heard Olin Krutz saying, and that, that was interesting. Krutz saying that James Daniels is to him was when he was healthy, that James Daniels was the second best player on the bears offense behind Allen Robinson. So nobody's replacing him. You're not replacing Cody white here. And all the people I've talked to, including Olin Krutz, people who really know offensive line play, say that Sam Mustafer is the real deal, and he should be and probably will be the starting center going forward for the Bears. Now, Bobby Massey is out, so there, there's the, there is an opening. You know, they are accepting applications on the Bears' offensive line at right tackle. You could probably expect Charles Leno to continue to be the left tackle, but depending on what you know, Kyle Long would accept at this point is correct. I don't think he wants to come back and be on the bench or be a swing guy. So it doesn't seem like a fit. And sometimes what happens is not just the Bears, but a lot of organizations, when they've had a player for a while, it's when it's time to move on, it's time to move on. That Both sides endured a lot with each other, losing for Kyle Long and a lot of injuries for that the Bears dealt with, with Kyle Long and putting them in positions to have to sign other offensive linemen. And obviously there were some, there was some stuff in practices and off the field that got Kyle Long into trouble that we all know about as well. So my guess is, is that that marriage does not get back together. Not that there's anything caustic about it. It's just sometimes you move on. Um, and I think that that will have been the case. 312-644-6767 is the number. Still got my Twitter open, too, at Mark Grody Sports. I got Eli coming up. Eli talking college hoops. Eli Herskovich at the top of the hour here, 8 o'clock on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. 2-2 two and two on David Bodie, trying to come through. And the pitch on the way. Bodie drives one in the air. Deep center field. Back goes Taylor. It's got a chance. It's a grand slam. A grand slam for David Bodie, and the Cubs have won the ball game. Can you believe it? That was awesome. Let's all keep in mind, David Bodie rhymes with Mark Grody, and that was back in 2018. You remember it? Walk-off grand slam for the Bodie man on Sunday Night Baseball against the, the Washington Nationals. 
Why would I play that right now? Well, guess what? The Cubs had a walk-off grand slam in a spring training game today in a 9-8 win over Oakland. Guess who had it? Rafael Ortega. That's right. Ortega. Ortega with the grand slam today in a seven-inning game. So I'm guessing it didn't have quite the same feel as that, but it happened. Rafael Ortega, by the way, outfielder. Played for the Rockies, Angels, Marlins, Braves. He's been around. He's 31, Rafael Ortega. But that was pretty cool because that's that that was the memory that instantly popped up in my brain. Hey, what about Bodie? Bodie with that grand slam. A couple other things on the, the Cubs game today. Trevor Williams, three innings, one run, two hits, two strikeouts, and one walk. The problem, it's always a problem. Craig Kimbrell today, one inning, allowed one run on one hit. So you're thinking in your head, wait, one run, one. Yeah, yep. Craig Kimbrell came in and allowed a home run to Matt Chapman. And I'll say the cliche thing. There's no shame in that. It's Matt Chapman. No, no. I mean, I'm worried about Craig Kimbrell. And I know he started to figure things out towards the end of last season, but until I see it consistently over 162, I am a little bit worried about Craig Kimbrell. So didn't walk anybody, didn't strike anybody out. He gave up a home run in his his one inning of relief today. Dylan Maples. And when I saw Dylan, uh, there he is, Mr. Slider. He is still there with the Cubs. One run on two hits. So kind of a rough day for the Cubs bullpen today. But the walk-off grand slam by Rafael Ortega and another Jock Peterson home run. That guy seems determined. I mean, you're going to see a good year out of Peterson. I mean, the one-year contract, he is being allowed to, at least the blueprint is to allow Jock Peterson to hit lefties this year. I mean, they're going to they're gonna try it. They're going to try it, and if it doesn't work, then obviously they would go back to some sort of platoon situation. But they have cleared the space. They have made way for Jock Peterson to be the guy out in left field this year. It is not going to be, as some of us thought and feared, a a platoon with Philip Irvin. That ain't going down. So I I expect that Peterson is going to have an excellent year for the Cubs this year. White Sox-wise today, they... Lost to the Padres 4-2. to Was not a good outing for Lance Lynn. Two and two-thirds. Allowed two hits. He walked four. No, I'm not worried about it. I'm not going to make a big deal out of that. That's He'll be fine. Um, Michael Kopech, one inning, and he struck a guy out. He is a very interesting story. It, isn't it amazing like, how interesting Michael Kopech is without having really done anything at the major league level? I mean, there's so many sidebar stories that go with Michael Kopech even though nothing has occurred. It's all there, though. It's all there. And I think, like, he's a guy. Let's just say it. Like, you you, you hope good things for Michael Kopech, just because it seems like he, he is at times, unfortunately, been a tortured individual from a mental standpoint um, for some of the things that he has dealt with in his personal life. And then he's got the loaded arm, man. And, and hopefully that works out well in the bullpen and then moreover as a starter at some point in time. All right, coming up, we're going to talk college buckets with Eli Herskovich. He is next. I'm Mark Grody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.